Welcome to Twin uh, DST Presents Twin Peaks, uh, a weekly podcast covering Twin Peaks Series 3. My name's John. My name's Nick. Hi Nick, good to see you again. You too, John. Back again on Twin Peaks. Yeah, it's been, it's been, it's, we've missed a week, haven't we? Because last week we did Mulholland Drive instead. Yeah, had a week covering Mulholland Drive. Uh, the show had a break for a week, so we're back now with part nine. Right. Halfway through. That's it, yeah? Yeah, I mean, I've got to admit, uh, it's an interesting episode with this one, but it, it did Boggle my mind a bit, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Some of it was hard to get my head back around it again. <laughs> uh, just before we move on to that, uh, happy Amazon Prime Day. Oh, yeah? You been, too? Yeah. <laughs> been checking out some deals in work today. Yeah, I've, I nearly bought several things myself, to be honest. Yeah, you've had a few things in your basket. Uh, you were mentioning in work before, uh, you were looking at the Twin Peaks gold box. I was, yeah. Did you end up going for that one? I didn't one, get or? it, no. Um, but I, I was looking at the... Uh, Complete Mystery Blu-ray box. Ah, yeah. And it's not super expensive, so I might actually buy that. How much is that on there currently? Uh, I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I can't remember right now, but I was very tempted to buy it. So All it I, is? I'm not one who's super tempted to buy something like that, so if it mustn't have been that expensive. <laughs> All it is, uh, like when, when I bought it when it came out a few years ago, it was like seventy or eighty pound or something for like this, you know, a special much. box set. Like Joe mentioned, he bought it a few months ago, and got it for like twenty quid or something. I was like, twenty quid. I feel like he got the DVD though. Oh, did he? Oh, right. Are you, have you got on Blu-ray or but the Blu-ray box yeah, set? Yeah, I, th- I think like the DVD version is like very cheap. Yeah. Um, but the Blu-ray ones still get. I think it's about fifty quid on Amazon at the moment. Oh, right, okay. So you're still thinking about I'm, I'm, getting on I'm that? Yeah. Thinking I might buy it. Yeah. yeah, it's a nice box set. Yeah, so a happy Amazon Prime Day. <laughs> uh, have you got anything else you want to go into before we move on to the, the episode? No, or let's dive straight into it. I'm dive into it. Just to mention before we do jump into it, there's quite a bit of stuff about Major Briggs in this one. A lot, a lot of his, you know, covering a lot of answers, a lot of background to, you know, what he was up to yeah. kind of thing. So that, that'll be quite interesting. Uh, so yeah, we'll just jump straight into it. Uh, we'll start off with uh, what we call him, Dark Cooper, Evil Cooper. Dirty Cooper. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I I call him Evil Dale, but last last episode, I'm pretty sure you we got given his name. Yeah, they call him Mr. Cooper in Mr. the show. Cooper, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we pick up with him after last week, presumably having like Bob's soul taken out of out of him or something yeah, like that. Yeah. He's walking down a dirt a dirt road, uh, and he looks looks like on the verge of death. He, kind he of thing. looks like death, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Just covered in blood. Looks an absolute state, and uh, he's walking to the farm, which yeah. he mentioned in the last episode. On the way there, he found a red bandana. Did you notice this, like in a tree or something? I did he know. I don't know what the symbolism of that is. I, they might have mentioned it before, but uh, oh, just one other thing I want to mention. Just full disclosure, my notes for this one are a bit spotty. You know, they're a bit yeah, uh, all over enough. the place. Uh, the reason being, I was back on the leftovers last night watching the leftovers. Yeah, yeah. I've got two episodes of that to go, and that in itself is quite like a quite a hard act to follow kind of thing. It's such a a, a very Lynchian, very weird show. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But going from like 
watching three episodes of that, then jumping into this, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. I was almost watching this for like a bit of a, a bit of a, a, to relax a bit, and it didn't yeah. really work out that way. I don't think you do. You, you watch a David Lynch work to relax. Yeah, it's definitely not a switchy brain off material. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, I apologise for the uh, spotty notes that are coming up, but yeah, he's, uh, he walks to the farm. And we meet for the first time Tim Roth. Before, oh, sorry. sorry, before I get that, I was thinking about this whole red bandana thing. Mm. And I've mentioned it to you earlier how like there seems to be a lot of red in this episode. Mm. Like in, in, I, I, I don't know if that's supposed to mean something. Probably. Uh, but like after these, like the red bandana later on, we'll get to it in the scenes, but like. There's, there's a lot of people wearing red shoes throughout the episode, so... I'm sure that will be intentional. I didn't even think of that until you just mentioned it. Like, Lynch does a lot of, like, colour symbolism and stuff, like the blue box from Mulholland Drive. Yeah, you know, yeah. it all, I'm pretty much sure it all means something. At least to him, anyway. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he meets up with Tim Roth and Jennifer Jason Lee, who we've met before. Gary and Chantel. Gary and Chantel Hutchins are they called or something? The, something the Hutchins. Like yeah, we met we met them um, quite early on, didn't we? I think we definitely met her. She was in like a motel room early yeah. on after he killed. Uh, I can't think of her name now. He killed a, a girl early on yeah. in a motel room. We meet her, and it seems like these two are his actual real partners. Were working with him. Yeah. Anyone else he works with seems quite disposable. He'll just kill them at a moment's notice, but. Yeah. These two seem to be genuine, like business partners. He turns up with a bullet hole in his uh, like abdomen, and uh, they almost seem like half assassins, half uh, hitmen. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> half assassins, half like handymen or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Where uh, they'll they'll do jobs for him, but they'll also just clean up the house. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Just stuff like that. He turns up and they're like, "Yeah, we'll sort you out." You know, what do you need, kind of thing. Uh, and they basically they patch him up, and he gives them a job to do. Well, they they they, they, they give him like they, they get him like a, a truck and stuff, don't they? Yeah, so he, yeah, that's what they do. They get him the truck, don't they? But to, like like when they give him the job, is this when they when they're at the truck? Is, yeah, we're, we're just gonna cover this whole bit in one. Before we get like, to that, I just, I just found it funny how they walk past, like when they're walking down, they walk past this dead old this old couple that were just dead on the floor. Oh, really? I didn't notice didn't that. Did not see that? There's just oh. a, an old couple dead on the floor behind the house. <laughs> I thought that was quite funny. Oh, I'm gutted. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Uh, again, we've mentioned it in a, like previous episodes. Almost a bit of a true detective feel, I think, with some of these characters that we meet. Yeah, like yeah. These could be like some of the drug dealers that uh, Rust and Marty dealt with in, uh, yeah, yeah. in True Detective, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, so uh, they get the truck for, for evil coops and... He tells them that I think he tells them there was two people in Vegas that he needs needs them to kill. Is that right? Oh, sorry, I'm jumping ahead. Here. He also tells them you've got to kill the warden from Yankton that Prison. Was it. Yeah, he did. Uh, and I think it's something like kill them at home, kill him at home. Sorry, or on the way to work. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Just a weird, a weird little destruction for them. Uh, and one one thing before we get off the scene. He gets his like a his burner mobile out and sends a text, which I've got the actual text here. Okay. It is I've got it here somewhere. Oh, oh, there we go. He he. The text reads, 
around the dinner table, the conversation is lively. Yeah, I remember that. Um, I mean, I, I'm guessing. I I can only assume that that's um, like code for something like yeah, some pre pre um, organized code for something. I mean, it's interesting. We'll get back to who who received the text in a minute, but he sends that text, tells them to kill the warden, and also tells them there were two people in Vegas. Is there? You've got to kill so, as well. That'd be Dougie and. Well, I'm uh, thinking it's Dougie. Jane. I'm thinking almost it's Dougie and this weird guy that we keep cutting to, who was from Mulholland Drive. It's like a Vegas crime boss or something, or like casino boss. I'm sat in his office. We've seen him a few times in the past. Yeah. And in this one, uh, he's just in his office. I'm thinking he gets like a message on his computer or something. But it's the guy from Mulholland Drive who spotted the hobo behind the. Uh, Right. Behind the diner, do you know who I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So I'm thinking almost it might be him to like clear up a loose end or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know how they killed the woman the other week without the like the spike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> might be like turn up a loose end in Vegas almost maybe, maybe. but that, it's only a theory. We'll come back to that in the future, yeah, yeah. I imagine. And uh, one little bit I like is he throws the the burner mobile on the floor and goes and kill the phone for me yeah, as well yeah. before he leaves. And Tim Roth just like blows it apart with a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's quite good. <laughs> so that's pretty much everything with like. Uh, um, Mr. Cooper in this one. We're going to jump from there then to Gordon Cole, Diane, Albert and Tammy on a plane ride. They're yeah, coming yeah. back from a Yankton prison in the last episode. Yeah, yeah. And I think they get two phone calls on on the plane. They do, yeah. They get the first one from Colonel Davis, is it? Uh, is that who it is? One of, the, one of the army colonels from the Pentagon. And he then gets a call from the warden who tells him that Cooper's escaped. Or, or, or as uh, as um, Gordon puts it, uh, Cooper flew the coop. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, another little amazing bit of <laughs> Lynch comedy. Uh, I like some of the interactions on the plane as well. I think uh, Gordon Cole waits up Diane to tell her what what they're doing. You know, will you come to Buckhorn with us? Yeah. Because yeah. uh, they've got the, the the body there. They need to check out. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, like, that oh, right? that's the first phone call, isn't it? So, yeah, that's the first phone call from the the army colonel. Um, it's the first phone call, and uh, um, and obviously, like, um, he's told that there's a body in Buckhorn. Um, and like you say, he, go, he goes and tells Dan, he's like, well, um, I, I hope you don't mind, but like, we want to kind of stop off at Buckhorn. I think you might be interested in what's there, kind of thing. It's a, a case to do with Cooper. And, yeah. Uh, I, don't know. I think she goes, oh, fuck off, Gordon. I want to go home. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. I think at the end, after he talks around, she wants like two more uh, miniature bottles of vodka or something to, <laughs> to keep her going. <laughs> One little bit I liked here as well, like Albert wakes up in his chair and he has a little bit of like conversation with Diane and Albert finishes by going, yeah, I know, yeah, fuck, fuck, <laughs> you, fuck you, Albert. Yeah. <laughs> Just talking to himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Albert's great still. <laughs> uh and we then go from there, the landing book horn. And I think, is it the morgue they're going to maybe to see the body? I think so, yeah, because, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, I remember seeing a little the, the frost in the background, so it would be the morgue. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we're in like a, almost not a waiting room, but we're in like a little office room before they go through. And Diana doesn't want to go into, yeah, yeah, to see it. Uh, and there's another little funny uh, scene here with her lighting a cigarette. And the guy's like, you can't smoke in here. And what does he, she call him? Like a, a pussy or something? Uh, it's similar. I can't remember now. <laughs> like, oh, stop being a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I 
or just carries on completely ignores him. <laughs> uh, but this is the part now here where she gets a text message, and it's the message from Evil Cooper. All right. Am I right on this? Honestly, I, I like when before when you said that um, we'll get on to who got it. I, I don't. I I must have actually missed this. I must have blinked. <laughs> oh, I really hope I've got it right. But I'm pretty sure the text she got on the phone was around the dinner table. The conversation is lively. Which so, what this what this means I don't know. So we know. don't. So we don't know who what side Dion Dion's on doing. Yeah, if she's working with Coop or if he's like got something over her and like he's blackmailing her, you know, yeah. something like that maybe. Yeah, I just found that a weird scene. Uh, and we go from there, and then I think we then cut to a, a scene outside where... Just before we do, uh, yeah. I, 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 I found it quite amusing how um, um, Gordon takes Albert outside to talk to him. And, 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 and like, they take him outside, but because of like his deafness, they're just he's shouting it anyway. Yeah, I thought that. I thought it quite amusing, that. Yeah, there's no point in this at all. It's like, oh, just come off to one side a minute, and then just shouts at him anyway. <laughs> I thought it was quite funny. Yeah. And I think uh, we then just pop outside for a second. Diana's smoking outside. And we have like one of these weird like lingering comedy scenes where it just hangs on a scene for like about three yeah. or four minutes. It's just Tammy and... Gordon Cole, just watching uh, Diana smoke, pretty much like. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Doesn't Gordon? I think uh, Diane offers him a cig- the cigarette, doesn't she? Eventually, yeah. After he's been watching her for like about four minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then Tammy's like, no. Yeah. But he takes a drag anyway. <laughs> they've mentioned in, I think, one of the last episodes that Gordon quit quit smoking like years ago. Yeah, yeah. So it's just another one of those funny comedy scenes of just. Uh, you know, we'll just linger on a scene for a beat too long kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I just love Lynch's filmmaking with stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, we then go back inside and there's a bit with the body of uh, Major Briggs where they found the ring that they've taken out of the body. Yeah. And is this right? The ring belongs to Dougie Jones or is it yeah, Jane, Janie? It, it says um, with love from Janie. From Janie E. Jones. So that's another part of the mystery. And, and, and then, then, then Gordon says, oh, we need to talk to Will, or whatever his name is. Have it, is it Will, the headmaster? Bill. Is same it, name, I think, yeah. Will or Bill. Yeah, they're, um, they're the principal, yeah. Like the, like Gordon just kind of completely dismiss, dismisses the, the the ring. He doesn't want to yeah. know. He's like, oh, right, we need to talk to Will or Bill, whatever his name And as you mentioned, uh, the bit where Albert and Gordon are talking, I think it's about the fact that this can't be Major Briggs, you know, the, the timeline doesn't match that, up. That's what they say, like, um, we thought he died 25 years ago in a fire in a factory, I think they said. Yeah. Um, And he would have been the same age as this body was when it was, before it died. Yeah. So the timelines just don't add up yeah. at all, kind of thing. Uh, just one thing I'm thinking about, we're going to come on to a scene now with Bill. The fact that this body's missing a head. Uh. We've seen a few weird moments in this series of heads going missing. Dougie Jones got pulled into the Black Lodge and his head popped. (laughs) Very true, yeah. And we saw a woodsman early on in the season in Bill's jail cell. Yeah, yeah. Or the one next to it. And his head floated off. So I'm just wondering how almost as if that's what's happened to, like, Major Briggs. So it weren't murder, it's just dead. I don't know. (laughs) Flew away. Yeah, head head just popped off. (laughs) Uh, and we then go through then to meet Bill, the uh, the principal. I hope you you understand what's going on with this thing because I was a bit like, uh. yeah. 
um, in 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 the jail cell. Well, not it's not in a jail cell. It's in like the in, um, like an interrogation, interrogation room or something. Room, yeah, and um, Tammy's talking to him, isn't she? And he's just he's just in floods of tears, and he's like, yeah. oh, and uh, it's my fault or something like that. Anyway, and uh, I think he's saying, I think I think the way I, the thing the way I got it is he's, he's talking about the girlfriend, not the wife. I think so, yeah. He mentions the name Ruth. And I'm pretty sure that's the woman he was having the affair with. Is it? Yeah. <coughs> I, 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 I can't remember names, if I'm honest with you, but um, like it, I, I still got the impression he was talking about like a girlfriend. And, and he's like, oh, she wanted to go to Barbados. We were going to go to Barbados. <laughs> I love that bit. Uh, <laughs> the quote I've got there is, uh, where was it? Oh, we were going to go scuba diving. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so good. He's just crying like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Yeah, but then like, I think she, she, I can't remember what she asked him now. Um, but uh, but he, he basically said, uh, he basically said, um, um, what was it now? Um, like, I'm, I do a lot of reading, um, um, so I managed to find out like where the, well, he doesn't say the Black Lodge, but I managed to find like like this place and time I needed to be at a certain place. Just thinking of it now, that place and time might have been the exact place and time that thing he was told to go to a bit. Maybe because he mentions, he mentions coordinates. That's so what that, I mean. that could be. I didn't think of that. Um, but um, yeah, he's literally told to uh, go. Uh, he he found out the location he used to go, the time he used to go there. Yeah, and he and he kind of got pulled into this. I think he said a room. I think he just said he got pulled into a room. Yeah, and uh, and he and he met a man. Um, he doesn't say who it is at the moment. Um, uh, but Tammy asks, is like, um, she she has like a piece of paper on the table, mm. and she says that with six faces on it. It's like, can you point to the uh? to the man that you've seen in the Black Lodge. She, she doesn't say Black Lodge, but it's in the room kind of thing. And uh, and without hesitation, he points at Major Briggs. Yeah. Uh, and, she, and I think she asked him to circle it and sign and date it. Yeah, that's right. Um, to do it. But 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 he said like, oh, he was he talking about it and he's saying like, I can't remember what he said now. I think apparently he said something to him, Major Briggs. He did. I seem to remember something as well about him levitating or something. Well, that, that, that apparently he said something, and then I, I don't know if he said like he froze and then just floated off or something. But apparently he just floated off into the sky, and then I think he starts crying. This is again because yeah. he's like, "This is the most beautiful thing in the world. <laughs> you, you weren't there, <laughs> kind of thing." Yeah, I mean, I, I like the scene as well. Like we've mentioned it before, where I think David Lynch is a bit like George Lucas in that. He gets people to act in a certain way. It's not technically good acting, but it's it's quite earnest and quite almost like corny on the verge of being yeah, corny. Yeah. But it it works because people no, it, in real life don't act. You know what I mean? Like yeah, don't yeah. act well, kind of thing. No, it really, no, it really like it does work. Yeah, I, it was the same with Bobby in one of the earlier episodes when he, he spotted Laura's picture yeah, yeah. and he, he cracks up crying. It's that kind of thing again. Yeah, but yeah. It, but it is it does get you know it's kind of works on an emotional I level. Mean, kind of I thing. mean, like like that scene you're just talking about that that kind of. Um, Hit me in the feels a bit, yeah, you definitely. know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, I think that's about the entire scene there, really. Uh, I, I, am I missing anything? No, I think you've covered everything there. Uh, like you mentioned, just to mention about the Ruth thing, I'm, I'm presuming that is the woman who's having the affair with. Yeah, yeah. 
and who ended up dead. But and I, I didn't. I never realised she was work. He was working with her. You know what I mean? Like I, didn't, I feel I, like she was a teacher, yeah, or a librarian or something. Was or she? Something or like, something yeah, like, like that. a librarian in the school, yeah. like. Uh, so yeah, I never really, never really put that together before, but yeah. it seems like she's dead as well now. So are you okay to move on? Yep. Yeah. Uh, we'll jump on from that too. Oh, just in terms of, you know, like almost like a comedy kind of thing, I trying to mention the Jerry Horn scene where he's in the woods and he's talking to his shoe or boots. This is amazing. Like, <laughs> I can only assume he's on some form of drug yeah. here or something. I feel like Jerry Horn has taken something at the start of this series and he's been in the woods <laughs> the whole time now. <laughs> oh, yeah, because the like, last time we seen him, he, he was calling a... Uh, um, Ben, wasn't he? Mm. Sitting like, like, oh, I've, I've lost my car, I'm lost. Yeah, his car's gone. And he was in yeah. the middle of the forest then as well, wasn't he? Now his shoe's talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what was it his shoe said to him now? Um, it was, um, oh, I'm not your fault. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> like a little girl's voice. Squeaky <laughs> voice. Reminded me a bit of the uh, the extension of the arm. You know the way that talks? Yeah. That little squeaky voice. On it. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit, just a, a weird comedy scene again. Whether whether what Jerry's up to in the woods has got anything to do with the the overarching story, I don't I don't know. But, yeah, I know. You know, we I might mean, we might find out later on. But. Yeah, he might get pulled into the black lodge or something. Uh, we'll jump from there to the detectives Fusco. These are the three detectives who are all called Fusco. I think it is, yeah, which yeah. is weird in itself. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a reference to an old TV show or something. Oh, I've, seen, I've seen that online or something, but I've never I've never heard of it. Uh, they're talking to Dougie and Janie. Were they not talking to the boss? Oh, sorry, they were. Yeah, they were talking so to the, Bushnell. The, uh, Dougie and Janie are sat outside that. That's they? right. They're talking to Nolan Bushnell, is he called? I think the something boss. Something like that. Yeah. An old boxer or something. Yeah, like it's basically Dougie's boss, and and, and he's saying, uh, um, like, oh, how long has he worked for you? And we find out here that he's been working for for twelve years, um, and uh, I think we also find out that um, Dougie was in a car accident. Yeah. A while back. Back in like ninety seven or ninety nine or something they mentioned. Uh, uh, yeah, ninety seven. I, I think I've got that written down myself. To be honest. Um, yeah, because it would it line up with the timeline with like Twin Peaks finishing in like ninety two or whatever it was. Uh, oh no, no, it wasn't ninety seven. Sorry, ninety seven's uh, the date from a bit later on. Oh, that was. But uh, but like I think it might have been ninety seven actually that they started working for him because um, later on in the scene we find out that um, there's nothing on Dougie Jones pre to nineteen ninety seven. Is that what the date I'm thinking of? Yeah, yeah they, they've got no record of there's him. No record of him. So he probably did start working to, for him almost straight away then. Around about that. And then, um, but twelve years that that's that's what two thousand five. Mm, two thousand nine from ninety seven. Sorry. Or from going back from, from now, from now, two thousand five. So, so, so two thousand five, like he's apparently been working for him since, ah, right and, and he's been in the car accident um, um, since then. Yeah, um, and 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 he's still showing lingering effect, which um, which answers the the question. Yeah, that we've had, which is why um, no, like no one seems to give a fuck that um, he's just the weirdest <laughs> person ever. We mentioned, I think, a few episodes ago, like, why does nobody realise there's something wrong with this guy? Yeah. And this is why. Because, yeah. he's, because he's, yeah, he's a bit... He's yeah. uh, suffering from the after-effects of a car crash. That's yep. it, yeah. Uh, but you mentioned there the fact that the detectives have, like, no no data on him going back past a certain date. The This is Champ Kind, this, the, the leader of the detectives. is Champ Kind from Anchorman. I, yeah, I love yeah. this guy. He's funny, yeah. 
and uh, he has the plan of switching the coffee cups to get the uh, fingerprints from Dougie, presumably to try and to try and find out more about him. Whether that'll work, I don't know. You know whether whether they will yeah. find anything or whether there'll just be nothing on record, I don't know. Just going back to the boss, though. Oh yeah, I thought I found it funny because like like all like the what the, the Fusco detective Fuscos. I think the Fuscos, yeah. Fuscos. They're, they're they're basically trying to like finish the conversation, and he's not finished with them yet. And he's just like, <laughs> but it is interesting how 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 um his car blows up, and now someone tries to kill him, and they're just having none of it. It's like, yeah, um, see you later. <laughs> okay. I, I love that. Like going back a few episodes as well. It was like that when the detectives came to question him and Dougie about like something else. Um, it, it ended was the up car, the car, was the car yeah. yeah. Ended up being like him and Janie questioning the police. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> completely like flip the tables on them. Yeah, but um, obviously, like the like, he he's trying to get them to talk more, but he, they're not interested. So he goes, he he goes out to Dougie and says like, oh, "I can have the rest of the day off," kind of thing. Um, but we need answers. I think he yeah, said. yeah, something like that. Yeah, and and uh, Good Dale says. Answers, <laughs> um, and I think Janie says, "Oh, good, because we need to sort some stuff out or something." But then, like, like you say, we go back into the police, where that they're like, um, I think he, um, they're, they're talking, aren't they? They're yeah. just discussing stuff, and I think they're like cracking jokes or something at one point. Because <laughs> that that guy, I can't. Do you know the one that stood in the middle, and like the laugh, that uh, laugh. Well, I think it's that champ kind from Anchorman. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like uh, the bald guy. No, that's the one to the. To the oh, was it? Oh, right. Uh, um, oh God, the, the old. Yeah, I know what you mean the, it, the goofy looking guy. Yeah, like, he's yeah. doing a proper goofy laugh yeah. as well, though. It's like, the weirdest yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> that is mad. That. Uh, before we jump to the act the spike thing, do you want to just mention the uh, Dougie Dougie Jones? Oh Dale yeah, looking at the flag. Oh yeah, because. Well, you were talking about the um, they did the switching of the coffee cups, mm. um, and like they go out. Um, you, you've like just before like they go off as well. Uh, don't forget. Um, they talk about um, like someone comes in and says like, um, yeah, another another officer comes in and says like we've got a. Is it like trace the phone call or something? Something like that. But then, then, then they kind of go off, I think. Yeah. And then we go to to, to Good Dale and Janie, and um and and he's just kind of zoned out, staring into nothingness. I think he's staring at a flag, isn't it? An American flag. Yeah, it's like flag. a flag in the corner of the room. He's yeah. staring at an American flag. Um. Uh, just zoned out. Um. Until a woman walks past and catches his gaze, and he's staring at these red shoes in particular mm. by the look of it. And I wouldn't have picked up on it myself, I won't lie. But um um the practically the exact same shoes that Audrey Harm was wearing in the original series right. in the first episode. Um I'm glad you've mentioned this because I, I didn't realise this when I watched it. I, I had yeah. no idea that there was a, a link there kind yeah. of thing. Um so so like I I I don't know what the significance of that is at all, but um that that like they, they are like the same shoes. And going back to what I was saying earlier on um, about the color red, um, th- like it's another another item of clothing that people are wearing. This is red. Yeah. And I f- I don't know if you noticed, um, Janie was wearing red um, flats. As yeah, well. I, don't, I don't click on um, that. No. Um, and Diane in the previous um, scene, she was also wearing red flats. I don't know the significance of this at all. Yeah. But um, m- maybe it's just just 
David Lynch wanting liking women in red shoes. Maybe I don't know, <laughs> but um, it could be that because I do, I do think it's that kind of director. He just puts things in his films that he likes to see, basically. You know yeah, what I mean, yeah. that kind of thing. But it could definitely be a, a higher meaning as well because he does seem quite focused on them. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. I, I I feel that has to do with um, mm. uh, has something to do with Audrey. I imagine because. Um, obviously, he had he had quite a close relationship with her for a bit there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, she was definitely interested in him, but he was kind of saying like you're too young. I, you know? I, I think I think like the scene that we see in her in these shoes, like um, it's Cooper walking up to to talk to her in the first episode. So yeah, he would remember them, um, and, and and straight away after 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 the woman walks off, he kind of um, catches gaze with. Um, a plug socket. Yeah. Um, I can only imagine that like he's remembering something to do because obviously like that's where he came from. Yeah, he, he basically came from a light, uh, a light switch, uh, an electrical socket, didn't he? So. Yeah. That's where he came back into the world, kind of thing. So, yes, yeah, so I think that's where we finished with uh with Dougie slash Dale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This week we then cut to the detectives leaving because they've got a tip about uh. Ike the Spike Statler. <laughs> yeah, the guy comes in, doesn't he? And says, yeah. says, um, we've got an I we've got an ID on on the the per on the basically the person. That- ah, they, they, they've got it. I remember now. They've got it because they've got this palm. <laughs> this palm was stuck oh, to the gun. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. So they've got they've got an ID on the the the, the owner of the palm. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and they go to go and track him down, and we just get a quick scene of like the Spike in the room. Just uh, I think he realizes that they're onto him. And he tries to make a run for it. Does, does, he, does he talk on the phone? Or? I think he does, but I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Or does he text someone? Or? He's definitely doing something, but I, 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 I've no idea who I feel, it is. I feel like he might text something with something weird again. Yeah. He does that, and then like I think he like uh, tries to like flee the hotel room. It's not even like he's fleeing, is it? He just kind of walked out. At first he walks out, but then I think he... Does he hear like, the sirens or something, maybe? No, and he, like, or does he not know? No, I mean you might be right, but like the way I seen it, anyway, he was walking out. He was just walking out, and then he goes to the uh, and he sees at the end that some police are there. It's the is it the few skulls again with the guns raised or something? Yeah, so, like something like that. And I think he tries to turn around, but they're there again. Yeah, uh, the police more more police behind him. Sorry. And I think Champ kind makes a bit of a pun here. He says like, "Oh, we've caught you because of your fingerprints." Actually, it's more like your whole palm, to be honest. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> but that was quite good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Ike the Spike's presumably going to get locked up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think that ties into why Evil Dale was getting a uh, Tim Roth and Jennifer Jason Lee back at the start of the episode to uh, go and kill two people in Vegas because he knew that he'd blew it. So we had to get another couple of hitmen to finish the job for him. Oh, so is that what you said? Right. Do we know from an earlier episode that Ike was hired by Evil Cooper? I think. Definitely. Evil Cooper was talking to that woman, I think she was called Lorraine or Jennifer or something, who hired Ike. Ah, okay. And so by killing her, he was like, kind of like, get rid of the chain that led back to him kind of thing. Because he, he'd already hired two hitmen to kill them uh, back in Rancho, Rancho Rosa, if yeah, you remember. Yeah. They failed, so he then hired Ike. Ike failed, he's now got Tim Roth and Jennifer Jason Lee yeah, yeah. to come and hopefully finish the job for him yeah, kind of yeah. thing. Just to throw in as well. It's good to see Tim Roth and Jennifer Jason Lee in it. You know how much of a Tarantino fan I am. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, Tim Roth's in tons of his films. Oh, yeah, but definitely. Yeah. They were both specifically in uh, The Hateful Eight. 
which came out last year. Uh, oh, was she? Yeah, she was, she's the main uh, Daisy Domagoo. Oh, is that her? Yeah, that's her. I, I didn't know that. And Tim Roth is the, turns out to be part of her gang at the end. Of, well, yeah, yeah. spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose it spoiler, but... been out for a while, John. Don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah, spoiler for the Hateful Eight. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, just good to see them two on screen. I think Lynch, I mentioned Lynch and Luke are something like parallels. I think Lynch and Tarantino have got a few parallels as well. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, almost like Lynch was doing Tarantino before Tarantino did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, it, yeah. That kind of thing. But uh, yeah, so we go from go from there. Like the spike gets locked up. And I think we can then get back to Twin Peaks. Yeah, yeah. Finally. <laughs> is it the first time we go there, is this that funny little scene with Lucy and Andy? Yeah, that's the first note I've got. Uh, Andy and Lucy are both working at the desk. Looking at uh, sofas or comfy it's, chairs. It's like a chair with like an ottoman at the bottom, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, they, they basically both want a different fabric for the chair. Yeah, it's basically red or beige, isn't it? Yeah, red or beige pattern. Uh, just another little goofy comedy scene kind of thing. But uh, Andy eventually, eventually relents and lets Lucy get whichever colour she wants. I, lo- I love this scene, though, because... Like every time, like the 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 they're no further than me and you away from each mm. other. But every time they spoke to each other, they both stand up from the seat. Like I think Lucy got up first, and she she walked back to to Andy. So it's like like I say, it's me walking to you. Um, she's like Andy, I really want the beige. I I really love the beige chair. <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously Andy stands up, walks up to her, seat, walks over to her, and goes. Lucy, I really love the red chair. <laughs> and uh, um, like you say, Andy, in the end, he goes over and goes, I'm sorry, Lucy, I, um, you, you can have the beige chair. <laughs> and for some reason, I, I don't quite know, I, I think it's just for comedy effect, but Lucy goes for the red one anyway. Yeah. Yeah, just after all that, she, <laughs> she lets Andy have the uh, his colour chair. <laughs> and uh, we then go from that scene to we meet up with Bobby again, Hawk and Sheriff Truman in the police station. Yeah, yeah. And how did he uh, get the info to go and talk? No, to go and talk to his mum. There was there was some clue, wasn't there? Was it something to do with Major Briggs or? I can't. I, can't. I think it was the fact he was the last one to talk to, to Cooper on the night or something. Was that what it was? I think maybe something like that. I, I this is another bit that I'm I, I can't remember. This is, there, there was so many like this episode was so much like exposition of like this happens, which makes them go there, which makes them do this, yeah, yeah. and like after watching the leftovers, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> like, I can't keep up with this. Yeah, yeah. We thought it'd be hard doing the last episode in terms of recapping. For me, this was harder. Like yeah, yeah. I was just like, there's, there's so much, you know, like just this leads to this, yeah, led to this, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so eventually they go to go and see Bobby's mum, which is Major Briggs's wife yeah. from the TV show. And uh, we get the revelation that she was told by Major Garland Briggs, is it? Is it full Garland, name? Yeah. That one day Bobby Hawk and Sheriff Truman, who she thought would be the other Sheriff Truman, Harry, Harry Truman. yeah, would come to her. Asking about Cooper. Yes, it must have been the Cooper thing, yeah. Asking about Agent Cooper. And it basically reveals that she has something for them. Yeah, it's it's quite weird. Like, I, I think this is another... Uh, I, I think we spoke about it in previous episodes as well. Um, 
Do you know with um, Gordon Cole with his little desk, which comes out, a screen yeah. pops out. This is another one of those weird things because she's got an armchair, which she presses a button and then a, yeah. a little opening comes out and it's the weirdest thing. It's like... It's like cool stuff. Well, thing, things that you think would be cool from like the 1960s, from like a Bond film, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. Push a button, like a door slides back or something. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I still like it though. I still think it's yeah, pretty yeah, cool. I, I like it. And she pulls out like a blue kind of like flute-shaped thing or something. Uh, blue. Uh, silver, sorry. Like, you say flute, but to me, it looked like a solid piece of metal. Mm. Do you know, like, it, it, it genuinely looks just like do you know, like, if you were going to, if you're maybe um, building something, uh, like, out of steel, and you were just going to put a rod in there yeah, just like to hold Yeah, like a rod or something, place, like, yeah. It just looked like that, a rod. Yeah. That's all it looked like to me, and I was like, when, when she handed it over, I was like, what are you going to do with that? <laughs> yeah. She hands this to them. They go back to the station. Not before she offers, they, they, they end up getting coffee. Oh, of course, yeah. So, yeah, that's an important uh, point. Very yeah. important point. Yeah. Twin Peaks. <laughs> <And> Twin Peaks. <laughs> Yeah, they head back to the station. They kick Chad out of the conference room. This is just, again, like Lynch lingering on things for a beat too long. They go in and Chad's eating his lunch in the conference room. I love this because he's obviously got these, uh, like, microwavable meals. But, but like, like he's got two. Yeah, he's got, like, just laid around him. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you're supposed to have, like, one microwavable meal or something. And, and and he's got two of them here and then a plate of something of else as well. I thought that was funny. I'm not going to lie. I think I might be quite simpatico with her, with Chad. There's times in the past when I've got like two like microwave meals and <laughs> put, made them both and put them together. Kind of. That's fair enough. <laughs> I do quite like Chad. Uh, it's a bit of a goofball, but they kick him out, but it takes him about half an hour to get out of the room. He's piling all the food on top of each other. Got his magazine underneath it all, like balancing like a dessert on top as well and stuff. <laughs> And eventually he shuffles over to the door. He's like, a little help. <laughs> he gets Hawk to open the door for him. Who, who, And he does begrudgingly. Yeah, not happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was quite good. So eventually they kick Chad out. And Bobby explains that he knows what this thing is. His dad had shown him before what they do. And again, this is Lynch for you. Like They go outside... But, but I love this though, because he just kicked him out. Spent all this time kicking him out. I was just thinking this. <laughs> and, and, and then he's like... I can show you, but we have to go back outside. He's like, <laughs> all right, so you've just interrupted this man's dinner um, just so you can sit down. I don't even think anyone sits down. They go no. straight back out. Yeah, head straight back outside. I, I love, though, how in that scene, though, how like he asked Bobby to open the window as if like there's just this lingering smell yeah. of his meal there. Like, can you open a window, please? Yeah. Just got like Chad's aroma just lingering <laughs> behind him. <laughs> uh, but like you say, um, they go back outside and yeah, uh, Bobby takes the the little doohickey thing from them, bounces it off the floor, and picks it up and shows them that it's making like a humming noise, like uh, some kind of like weird. I want to say divining rod, but that's not the right word. That's a, a divining rod for like water in it. Something like that, you know, like a weird thing. Yeah, I know what you're on about. Yeah, almost as if the sound activates something. You then do it again, bounce it off the floor. Well, if you noticed, there was kind of a click at the end. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah. Because yeah, like, he's shown it to them too, and like Hawk was like, oh! <laughs> um, and then he listens, and it was like a click, and as it's as almost a bit just open kind of yeah. thing. And he does it again, and that's what pops it open. And there's a couple of bits of paper inside. Yeah. Which mention 
essentially the point of it is, is that they have to go to excuse me they have to go to a place called Jack Rabbit Palace is that right yeah yeah that, that's the it. Jack Rabbit Palace which is a thing that Bobby and his dad would do when they were kids yeah, yeah. he made up the name of this place it was near a listening post that Major Briggs worked at I think they mentioned yeah because yeah. he was doing all this you know secret like blue book work for the army uh, and it mentions a Jack Rabbit place they have to go there in two days is it yeah, I think well, well so the date it, is in two it days. Had, it had two dates, if you remember. Yeah. I think it was like the 21st of the 8th and the 22nd of the 8th or something. Mm. And uh, basically they had those two days to do it. And then they had times, which was like at 9 o'clock at night or something. Yeah. so some, Something like that. And it just turned out that it was two days away, the date kind of thing. Yeah. So they knew then it had to go in two days' time. But there was another bit of paper behind it we saw a report like this back in the original series. Major Briggs one night turned up at Cooper's like a hotel room and showed him a report which was like filled with numbers. And then right in the middle it just said Cooper kind of thing. Like there's yeah. a message for Cooper in the middle Cooper, of it. Cooper, kind of and this time it says Cooper, Cooper. I don't, I don't know if the original one said that or not. I might have to go back and look at that. Yeah. But at another point in the episode, this was brought up, wasn't it? Someone, someone said something about an original, original report or something. Someone, I think, I think it was with Gordon Cole. Oh, I, I'm pretty sure, like they see a, a report and it says Cooper, Cooper on it. Ah, oh, right. oh no, I think that's what um, Major Briggs said to Bill. He actually said to him like, "Oh, Cooper, right, Cooper, right, yeah." I think that's what he said to him. Well, that makes before sense. Before he then, goes yeah. off, that's the kind of that ties it together. Yeah. But the, the bit I don't get with this is that maybe I'm maybe I'm I don't know wrong on this, but they get the bit of paper with Cooper Cooper on it, and I think it's Hawk who's like originally two Coopers. I'd be like I, I would have jumped to that conclusion. <laughs> I think it was a typo or something. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they're, they're pretty much they're on the trail now of the two Coopers thing. They're gonna go to Jack Rabbit Palace in two days. Whether that'll be next week or not, or whether that'll be episode eighteen, I don't, I don't know. You know, I mean, you know what I mean. The we can almost guarantee that we're not going to see any resolution until right at the end. Anytime soon, yeah. If... Even at the end, we might not even get. No. He'll <laughs> <laughs> still leave it down to us to make it to work it out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that pretty much ties up the stuff with a uh, Bobby Sheriff and Hawk. They're all resigned to the fact that in two days they're going to go to go and find out what's going on. Uh, jumping from there then just to wrap up the stuff in Twin Peaks we have a quick scene with Benjamin Horn and I believe she's like a secretary or something uh, working for him which is played by Ashley Judd I should really get her name because I still don't know what her character name is yeah I can't remember it's, it's the, like you said it's the wife of that uh, disabled man isn't I think it? he was re- like quite sick once or something yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry sick man yeah Yeah, and the, the other scene where there's a bit of like flirtation going on between the two of them. And knowing Benjamin from the old TV show, you'd think he'd be well up for that kind of thing. But uh, in this one, he actually like turns her down, you know, and maybe showing that he's changed. I mean, he is in his mid 70s now, I yeah, suppose. Yeah. But <laughs> maybe showing that he's changed. But just interesting that they've got that weird hum again in the hotel. Yeah. I, th- I think you mentioned it, like, and I was thinking while watching it, I think you've mentioned it on the previous episode, mm. how um, it, might, it might be. Uh, I can't remember her name. But Josie Packard. Yeah. yeah. 
But like that's what I was thinking while I was watching. It's like maybe it's her in the walls, me. Yeah, she's like trapped within the wood of the hotel or yeah, something, something like, yeah. like that. Yeah. Got to admit, just, just a random point, but I love the look of the Great Northern Hotel. I'd love to stay there. You know, all the yeah, the yeah, wood panelling everywhere and stuff. I think it looks cool. It's a really cool hotel. Uh, that's all we get from Benjamin Horn really this week. Yeah, yeah. Another member of the Horn family. We were we were both a bit confused by this because the scene comes out of nowhere and it's where. Who we now know is Johnny Horn, Audrey's younger brother, I yeah, think yeah. it is, who has like uh, like learning difficulties and stuff like that. He's just running around the house and his mum's shouting after him and he eventually just runs straight into a wall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just bashes his head. Whether he's dead or not, I don't know. Uh, found it interesting that just thinking about it now that he bashes his head. Leland Palmer, that's how he killed himself when he... In the, oh, in the jail cell, like ran into a wall, I think, and just bashed his head yeah. in, like, yeah. So to maybe. Them. Any connection there? Or... I mean, we, we, we can only assume that Bob's not been in him <laughs> because Bob was with Evil Cooper, wasn't he? Well, he's out of Evil Cooper now, isn't he? So, 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 so oh, I didn't even think of that. You, you never know, do you? Because, because, because that's how Bob uh, killed him, killed Bob here. Yeah, Leland killed himself to get out of Bob, like, then, and see, uh, sorry, to, to get Bob out of him, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's interesting. So maybe that that's the connection we're looking Ooh, for. Oh, that's quite that's, that's quite a good theory. Though. Yeah. Like that. we've come up with that on the pod. I quite, <laughs> I quite like that. <laughs> just just on the spot, we've come up with that. Yeah. Uh, that's quite good. We'll definitely keep an eye on that one for future. I, I I mean, I don't think there's any significance to this, but I just wanted to like ask. Do you know in that scene when he's on the floor? There's like a picture on the floor, which it's just perfectly stood up for some reason. Was that the the, the Twin Peaks um, waterfall in front of oh, the... I was thinking that. I mean, I, I presume so, but... Is that what I, that I don't was? Know. Yeah, I guess it is, but why would you have a picture... Excuse me. Why would you have a picture of the waterfall? Well, just like... If, if I remember correctly, that waterfall's just in front of the... Was it Best Western Hotel? The Great Northern. So, what? Well, <laughs> I, I'm talking about an actual chain of an actual uh, hotel, hotel chain. Uh, uh, any sponsors, guys? I, uh, I love the idea of just referring to it now as the Best Western. <laughs> That's amazing. We'll do that all the time. Sorry, what was it called? Um, oh, the Great Northern. The Great yeah. Northern. <laughs> they, 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 they probably actually stole that. That's what the name from. Just, they probably oh, actually stole it. One, either the company stole it from Lynch or Lynch stole it from them. Yeah, definitely. Um, That's good. That. But um, <laughs> the Great Northern Hotel. Um, I'm pretty sure that's just situated just behind that. Yeah, behind the, the waterfall. waterfall, isn't it? So with it being the Horn household, oh, of course, that'd yeah. be why they have it, wouldn't it? Yeah, they'd be quite proud of it, wouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, Johnny Horn wrapped up. One final scene in Twin Peaks is at the Roadhouse. We get to see like a, a DJ playing. Uh, yeah, yeah. And we, we pan across to a couple of youngish girls talking. We, we've, we've spoke about this off the pod. Neither of us really it, it, get this bit. It's, yeah, it's quite weird because, like, there's the, the blonde girl who, like, like it's first of all, at first it's just her and she's kind of scratching this this rash with this, as I, I, I'll mention uh, it in a minute, but, like, there's this uh, very distinct sound when she's scratching it, which... Yeah. I'll mention like a theory I read about it in a minute, but then this black-haired girl um, comes along, and and she says, "Oh, the zebra's out again," mm. and I, I don't I don't know if she's just 
like, oh, there's a zoo which has zebras escaped from or something. I don't know what this is supposed to mean, to be honest. I think it must be like code for something. Like they must have like some like third party acquaintance who's known as the zebra, you know, something daft like that, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And we find out that the blonde girl was fired from a job flipping burgers. And she's like, how can you mess up, you know, cooking burgers? But then she goes on to say that she's got another job flipping burgers. <laughs> Across the street, no yeah. less. <laughs> oh, okay, we're good. Yeah, but like the, the main point to take here is the uh, that weird rash that under weird her left rash arm. Because um I, I didn't pick up on it myself, but um I've read earlier today that um that um like the the, the, the rash and, and now thinking about it, it makes sense. It sounds very similar to the sound in the in the Black Lodge. In episode one, I believe, hmm. um, like like um, I think you you've said yourself, it's, you thought it sounded a bit like electrical, About the, like the electrical sockets kind the of thing, yeah, going on. But like, um, maybe maybe that has some significance to do with that. Maybe she's, I don't know, maybe she's getting pulled into into the Black Lodge. I, I don't maybe know. I don't know what's happened because. Did you pick up on what she said to her as to why she got sacked? I think it was just that she she said something like you know how can you mess up cooking burgers or something. She said like something that. just before that. Oh, did she? It was quite I, hard to understand. To be honest, I, I know I come I didn't pick up on it. Yeah. But, um, I was wondering if that was any clue as to maybe maybe Where she's she, got the uh, maybe she's uh, getting pulled into the black lodge or so. I don't know. I don't well, know another sign of the black lodge thing is when you wear the ring, your left arm goes dead. So I find it interesting. It's the left arm as well that's been affected. You know that I kind see, of thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, I don't know how that's going to tie into... I don't, don't even know who these two characters are, to be honest, no, but know. how that will tie in, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, we've, we've pretty much finished on that note. Uh, that's the end of the episode. Panel was yeah. the band. We've seen this band before, and I can't think now what they're called. They're not an all-female band. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, finished part nine at, at that point. Yeah, like, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Like, it's a confusing episode, but... Yeah, it's hard to recap, but uh, how would how would you rate it? Uh, me, I'm like I think I gave the last episode a five out of five, mm. and I can't, in good conscience, um, rate um, a David Lynch episode any 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 worse than that. Well, any worse than what I've given it in the past, <laughs> should I say? So I'm gonna I'm gonna I am gonna go down from the last episode. That's the only episode I've given five stars, and it's gonna remain that way. I think. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a four point five. Okay, I mean I, I'll I'll just give it a five. I mean, I'll be honest, it's not as good. As, I haven't didn't enjoy this one as much as the other episodes we've gone through. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I still think it's well amazing. We've got a lot of exposition that was necessary to get through that kind of thing. Well, so, if you recall last episode, you 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 bumped every single rating up to five. Yeah. So all nine parts, five off. <laughs> <laughs> so this is just a full five star series so far. Yeah. Oh, you never know. That finale might bump it down. <laughs> oh. I mean, I doubt it somehow. Yeah. But we'll, we'll see. I'll go with a five. Go with a five. Maybe, but at the end of it, I'll look back and think, oh, that one wasn't as good as the other ones. Yeah. But yeah, five stars. Uh, have you got anything more on Twin Peaks you want to go into? Or no. Um. I mean, have you? Uh, I, I've. Not managed to muster up any uh, apart from what we've spoke about on actually on the, the pod. Yeah, like, uh, have you got any other theories outside of this or no theories? Just I'm I'm still dying to know when we're going to get Audrey Horn back in this. 
I mean, uh, the fact that we've seen Johnny Horn and he's dead yeah. now, I, 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 it makes it makes me think that we're probably going to see her soon. And knowing that the guy who ran over the kid the other week is part of the Horn family as well. Do you remember that? Is he really? I, oh, yes, one of the horns, yeah. I didn't realise it. The, you know, the, the evil-looking dude. I, I know you're on about, yeah. I yeah, that's part it. of the horn family. Whether it's her son or not, I don't know. But, mm-hmm. uh, so, you know, she's the only one left now we've not seen kind of thing. Yeah, so yeah. I'm sure we'll get back to that. I'm just dying to see Audrey Horn again. And how long the Cooper thing is going to drag on for, the Dougie Cooper thing. We mentioned in one of the earlier episodes, we wouldn't be shocked if like, it was episode 15 when you know yeah, we finally get Good Dale back. And I think at this point, we can pretty much confirm now it's going to be late in the series before we get like the proper Cooper back. Just before we finish on Twin Peaks, just, yeah. uh, just something came to me head then, and it, it really quite confused me um, in the episode. Well, it weren't the episode, it was more the credits at the end. Um, because I don't remember seeing Laura Palmer, but she was credited in the in the uh, credits at the end um, as like the actress was uh, credited as, play, as appearing as Laura Palmer. Is she always like that, or always credited? I I honestly couldn't tell you. The only reason I'm thinking that is they have a shot of her face at the very opening of the credits. Oh, is that what it so is? So I'm wondering if that might be what it is. Maybe. Maybe, maybe, because because thingy. Um, Don S. Davis was credited as well, and we only oh, seen right. we only seen the picture of him, so yeah. it might be that. Could be that, maybe. Um, I mean, m- maybe it is it does appear on every episode, um, but I've just not picked up on it in the past, to be honest. Yeah, no problem. Okay, so we covered Twin Peaks for this week. We'll be back next week with part ten. Before then, though, just a bit of housekeeping and stuff. Uh, if you want to give us any feedback, any theories, you can contact me at Taylor nineteen eighty. Uh, I can be found at, at DSTE Nick on Twitter, that is. Nice one. And what's the main Twitter page again for the main podcast? I mean, I think I said it last on the last episode, like you probably you're much more likely to get a response if you actually um message me and you. Yeah, definitely. Uh, on our personal ones. But we have got we we are main uh, part of a main podcast which is called Don't Spoil the Ended, where we do weekly podcasts. Um, about movies, entertainment, games, um, yeah. and just general chit chat. Um, um, that that has its own Twitter, which is at DSTE Podcast. Great stuff. And as you mentioned, there part of the main pod this week. The main pod covered arachnophobia. That'll arachnophobia. be up. That'll be up by now. So um, yeah, that'll be up um, by now. Yeah, that that like personally, I, I thought that was a really good episode. Yeah. Um, I hope people enjoy it. Yes, we're, yeah, please give that a listen. We've covered other films in the past. Wonder Woman, Split, uh, Twin Peaks. <laughs> Twin Peaks, Firewater with me, yeah. Yeah, so give that a listen uh, if you like this. We did Mulhorn Drive last week, cover that as well. So, uh, yeah, any feedback would be welcome. Uh, so I think we've pretty much covered it for this week, Nick. Yeah, I'm happy to end there. Nothing else. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be back next week with part 10. Part 10, yeah. So, uh, yes, we'll, we'll see you then. Thanks very much. Thanks very much. Cheers. Bye.